Welcome to the Setless Podcast. That's right. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Setless Podcast. I'm Harris Gale. I'm Susie Gilbert. I'm Hannah Ocher. And I'm Lindsay Warren. So this is the the first episode, the maiden voyage of this show. It's true. Yeah. I'm See, excited. Yeah. It's very exciting. <laughs> I feel very important in this studio. Like I have things to do, people to talk to. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Friends. Friends. So why don't we start off with like the purpose i guess or the the intention of this show what's why are we doing this why are we here guys well i mean we're creating a magazine which is based on the hyper local winnipeg music scene Mm. so this podcast is just an extension of that and we'll be featuring some artists some reviews we'll talk about some shows we've seen throughout the week um, and things that you can expect to see in the magazine coming out in april Mm. march April. I think April. You know what? That is going to be the secret mystery of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. We'll just spring it upon you. You'll be like, it's out. The ongoing mystery of the show. That's what people like in podcasts, yeah. right? Mystery. Yeah. Mystery. And it's going to be murder. Serial was yeah. very yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lindsay's Lindsay nodding her head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. Good. Well said. Um, I guess we should start with, we'll, we'll open the show with like a regular segment, segment which will be um, stuff like what have we seen this week what's new stuff that's new new. we should just call it stuff that's new sure yeah (laughs) this is a continuum (laughs) stuff that's new it's never gonna die yeah it's always gonna be an ongoing thing yeah Uh, sure so what was new this week well big fun fest yes we had both attended separate occasion Mm -hmm. separate venues we did tell Mm -hmm. me about it what did you go see um it was really fun i went to um the west end on friday for veneer and braids Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Veneer opened and they're a Winnipeg band. There's like three gals and they were really great. They're amazing. What kind of music? It was like kind of like dreamy pop kind of synthy. It was cool. Like there was only three of them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And one girl played the sax and the guitar. Oh, oh that's it. fun. Yeah. Okay. And then one girl who played the yeah. trombone and a guitar. Ooh. It was very crazy. She was holding both at one point, and You're I was kidding. very that's impressed. Awesome. You can't. There's no impressed. way you can play the. Trombone she wasn't playing both at the same time, but she was holding both, and that was the important part. That's, was she also yeah. an octopus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was. <laughs> she had eight arms. <laughs> it was very cool. Um, and um, the guy that I went with, his roommate is like dating one of the girls in the band and then she came up after and i was like a little bit fangirl for a second but she didn't hear me so i didn't get introduced (laughs) (laughs) i'm like hey you're really great you're really cool and she just didn't hear me so never mind i guess to to put things in context before we move on with this subject is that big fun fest it's annual it's a five-day music festival showcasing i guess like a variety of genres um, and it, it happens in a few different uh, local venues across Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's it started, I want to say, Thursday? Thursday through Sunday. Thursday through Sunday, yeah. Um, and yeah. so you were at the Western Cultural Center. And then I went to the Goodwill after. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Traveling. Big night. Yeah. yeah. Big night out. It was, night it was out, a yeah. long night, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was really fun. I can't, I don't, I can't really... <laughs> if I'm at a show somewhere, I don't know if I could, like, show... 
uh, what's the word? Like show hop. I can't, I can't do multiple. I think shows it's for night. me. It's mostly the cover because I'm like a. Broke. Oh yeah. I should start a GoFundMe for this mm. magazine. Like fund mm-hmm. me to go see local shows. It's <laughs> <laughs> for a good cause. I, this is and why drinks, I don't show like, hop. Yeah. yeah. Buy me drinks. <laughs> My plan was like to go twice <laughs> but then i was too hungover to go on saturday that's okay oh, so no. i was like ah oh, next time because yeah. you went friday because i went but i didn't go and watch live music <laughs> <laughs> just had some alcoholic beverages can say that you can say that you can say that i excessively drank alcoholic beverages <laughs> yeah, you we are all of age yeah, i don't need i don't think you need to add that modifier that's warning <laughs> yeah but at the beginning of the contest like viewer discretion is advised it's like we drank alcoholic beverages <laughs> okay so continuing on you went to the goodwill you're show hopping yes on a friday night Man. on a friday night that sounds like such a like glamorous fun. lifestyle it was very me. good um goodwill and then we got there was like um a rapper a guy from three pete oh, oh nice. yeah they're that so good. good so that was good we and love then three pete in winnipeg yes. yeah they have a so rap fun. group coming you know who's opening for them i saw them at festival last year mm-hmm. and they were so much fun it's like mm-hmm. we're in this ice tent and everyone's just going crazy Very for three pete it was so fun Very Are, okay so i've never actually heard of three pete can you can you explain they are a trio mm-hmm three and three okay um and they're just a local rap group they open they're usually the ones who open for most rap um artists who come through winnipeg i know they like used to have a studio in the exchange they just like pretty good rap cool. yeah very very high energy yeah, yeah. yeah. super high energy. so this was this one guy kind of yeah. branching out but then the other members kind of came on it's like stage migos at the end and it was like very, <laughs> trying uh, to do fun. his own thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool. And then this girl named Celsi had performed after, and she was cool. I actually used to work with her, but that was cool. It was like just her, like, and then she had two dancers on either side of her, so it was very. Oh, that's an interesting concept. It was to include mm-hmm. visual elements it to was. your live performance. Yeah, yeah. That's it was like, fun. It's like um, what's the name of that uh, kind of Spanish band that is from, i think they're from winnipeg they played folk fest one year they've got like wow. mariachi ghost oh mm. yes because so they good. played folk fest i saw yeah. them at folk fest yeah. over the summer and they were like a the, blast so good they have this real visual element where they have like dancers on stage and they all have like the painted faces and Ooh. it's it's real cool yeah it's yeah. very cool. neat okay where did you go yeah um okay so saturday night i went to the handsome daughter which isn't particularly a venue i normally frequent it's small it's very small it's very cute though but it, it's small Sunny. and it's like very much like kind of punky. I think that that venue is yeah. much more of like your sort of like alt punk. Mm-hmm. They do some like metal shows there too. Like it's not necessarily as much of my scene. Hmm. We were planning on going to the Sherbrooke Inn to go see some some bands. But the problem was is it was $20 at the door. Ooh. Which I was surprised they could get away with because every other venue in the city was like a $10 cover. Yeah, that's, and like, so, that's like jazz fest prices. Yeah, it was really quite expensive. Wasn't it just a punk show there too? It, I, be, I believe it was. It wasn't even, and it was, there was a guy that huh. I was with and he knew the people in the band and he was like, I didn't even know this was going to be $20 cover. Very but because a whole, because we saw a whole slew of people go to Sherbrooke Inn. And then it's right next door to Handsome Daughter. And I think everyone was like, heard about the cover and was like, well, we're not going to pay $20 yeah. to see this. So they all went. So it was packed to the Handsome Daughter. But it was so much fun. I saw the Sorrells and Wares. The Sorrells, they're like, they surprised me a lot because they really are like the ultimate glam rock girl group. And I'm not usually into that kind of music. Mm-hmm. But they were, they played a uh, Roxy. 
You're all like, Rock Zero. <laughs> like that one? <laughs> and it was like, they I were want s- you to sing it, actually. Just no, the it's whole okay. Thing. I'm, I'm not, not going to it up. <laughs> but I, they were, I they actually were heard you sing it in class early. You, you have a good singing voice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you feature me in our own magazine? I'd be like, up and coming <laughs> artist. Up artist. Hannah Ocher. Acapella. <laughs> she specializes in acapella. I literally. Class. I never room. sing with a band. <laughs> I am always acapella. Yeah. Exclusively. I actually kind of refuse to sing with a Coming band. Coming to a classroom point. near you. Is that, is that one of your writers? Is that you, can no, you can't have a band with you? No, yeah. it's going to be one of like when yeah. someone decides to sign me, which inevitably is going to happen in the Obviously. future. Yeah. I'll be like, well, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I will not have any instrumental. It'll just be me on a track. I, it might be problematic for us to promote our own. Uh, you know what? I got, uh, I'm local. Yeah, we can do it. Fine. Sorrells. Yeah. We're great. Very punky. Very cool chicks. Loved them. Stayed there for a little while. And then... We went and got Little Pizza Heaven. Oh, <laughs> went home. I feel like, yeah. Is that that's still wait? Is that that the Goodwill? I thought that no, they, they moved. Oh yeah, I thought so. Yeah, okay. we we ended up going to the Osborne location awesome. just because yeah. we needed Little Pizza Heaven, so it was like worth the trip. Totally. Yeah, I feel like that's. Do any of you have like pre-show like rituals? Like I feel like I'm always hungry after a show. Like I need to go post and eat show. something post-show. Post-show. Oh, post-show. oh yeah, going to pizza heaven after any show at the, at the toad or the cavern that's yeah like go to definitely yeah. especially the cavern oh. and like when you do have you gone to the karaoke bar oh that's fun no Upstairs. no i have not it's you fun. should check oh, wait, it's no. an experience you know what no yeah. I, I dig there i went there for my birthday one year and yeah it was an experience <laughs> it was an experience yeah. it's always yeah. an experience yeah. oh yeah so much fun and you get mm-hmm. some little pizza heaven after oh mm-hmm. yeah definitely definitely good stuff yes <laughs> um so you kind of spoke to something earlier that I think is interesting about paying cover for shows. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just going to see a local band who, yeah. you know, may- maybe has a bit of a following, but not like they're touring or anything. What's the most that you would pay to see them? I think $10 is reasonable. I would say, I would say 10 to 15. I think I'd probably cap out at 15. Yeah. Like yeah. $20 is ridiculous. $20 is too $20 much. $20 I paid $25 to go to like Propagandi. Like, yeah. So somebody who is yeah. like actually has a following and has a tour. Yeah. And then, and like that, that I felt good about. Like you want to pay money for these shows because like. You want to support yeah, them. Yeah, right? Yeah. And like the industry, but like. Where do you, like, decide that, oh, well, my band is worth $20 mm-hmm, as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, three bands that next door that are charging $10 to see all three of them? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's what I don't understand. And I and I don't know if it changes from venue to venue. Mm-hmm. Like, if a touring band comes mm-hmm. through the city, do they charge the same for tickets at the Pyramid as they right. do in some bar in Edmonton? Probably yeah. not. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like, feel like at the same time, you need to have some kind of consistency with your pricing because you can't be like, oh, bar in Edmonton. Well, we're going to charge you 15. Yeah, right. But this like, is like all oil rig people who have that <laughs> money. And then in Winnipeg, yeah. like, well. Yeah, but I would well, say 15. Uh, yeah, Winnipegers are very frugal, yes. we'll say. Yeah. That's true, too. That's, I won't pay more than it. anywhere in Canada, though. What? It's yeah. the same anywhere yeah, yeah. in Canada. But like, yeah. So Winnipeg was just a little behind in like the price like heightening like i remember like when i lived in calgary like you were paying twenty dollars to get into places like mm-hmm. that's not even question really Just, hmm. yeah like wow and there and here it's like when six years ago when i moved here it was like i could get in any any bar they're like oh you're a girl come right in yeah right. and then i'm like oh, i'm sorry to all like my guy friends yeah, yeah, and now it's it. like now it's like ten dollars and i'm like all right i understand like you need to make money I'm going to yeah. spend all yeah. my money on the on at the bar anyways. Well, that's the yeah. thing too is that like I would almost prefer to like pay more for the 
like the show itself and then have some kind of like cut on drinks. Oh man. Well, I feel like anybody's like that. It's not just <laughs> but me. That's where they make they their money. Drink. But they but they're yeah. never going to do that cuz no. you like the venue makes most of their profits yeah. off of like bar sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to like support the artist. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the art okay, so it depends cuz certain venues char- like they charge different amounts. So like mm-hmm. the Pyramid or some bar in Calgary might charge different. So maybe the band has to like or whatever their manager has to do some research on what the venue costs and how right. how much they have to charge to break even. Right. Because like the Burt probably mm-hmm. costs, it's probably costs more to play at the Burt than Bert. it is to play at Park. Oh, like, well sure. now oh, that yeah. the Burt is MTS place, yes. the right? Bert for sure, Sello. it's got to be like <laughs> north of like three or four. Well, they're the venue below the MTS center. Yeah. So if you're like, Second if you're a pretty right. like good, like you're a you have a pretty established mm-hmm. fan base in Winnipeg. Yeah. But you're not going to play But you're arena. not going to be able to yeah. play arena. Yeah. You're going to play the bird. Totally. Yeah. There was someone there like last night, Milky. Yeah, I went to Milky Chance. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. it's a good venue though. and like, Oh, it's a great, great. venue. We're lucky. Unless you're in, in the pew seats on the so- second balcony. <laughs> and like, it feels like you have vertigo and you're like, am I enjoying this? Yeah. Or am I, <laughs> am I, am I going to fade? I saw like, Sam Roberts there and I was yeah. like at the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like. It was good. You know, you can – Yeah. There's, like – It's an experience. Good, yeah. Like, it's definitely a Burt – Like, you, I feel like everyone needs to have the experience of sitting in yeah. the pews yeah. at the Burt because it's, like, you're never going to get that experience no. anywhere else. The altitude. Levels. Oh, my God. And if you Nose feel bleed. like yeah. – If I, like, lean forward too much, am I going to fall? Like, just tumble <laughs> down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's nice we have so many venues, though. But I it, do feel like But that. then at the same time, it's, like, we have so many venues. Like, how do we go see everything? Or how do you, like – there's something on every night of the weekend at every venue. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and especially since in the past couple of years, like with the Goodwill and the Handsome Daughter opening, and they're pretty much strictly music mm-hmm. venues for like local like bands, and they're they're basically let pretty much anybody perform. Basically anybody. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen some shows where I'm like, oh. I the one show I went to that like went to a, the Handsome Daughter to see. Um, was this was about a year ago? I went and saw Kelly J. DeVoe. I don't oh know if you've my heard of god, him. you I saw Kelly J. It's DeVoe? My, it was my second time seeing him. That's the first time incredible. he was stripping at the Greenbrier. Oh my god, this time he left oh his clothes on, but he has unfortunately eight, left yes. his clothes on. He <laughs> has a 40 song set list of like oh songs. No. It was outrageous it was packed like to the okay but he is a but, winnipeg legend yes. if anybody has not heard about kelly j check him out on youtube he goes on, he has this song called where the hotties at yeah, 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 and it just goes Fallon. hotties yeah. and there's a music video hotties. made on like Windows oh, wow. Media Player. oh no oh my god in his music video yeah. you literally everybody listening to this podcast we can only recommend kelly j <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> it so highly but okay but google is, him do you think that it's it's like, like, but like, was it actually good? Cheek. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it is a bit of a tongue in cheek kind of thing because he like got his start as a stripper, as a, the only male stripper in Winnipeg. in Winnipeg, and then he started to branch into like music creative scene, <laughs> really okay. using the environment. Really? Yes, he's like, yes. I can do more than just take my clothes yeah. off. And he I'm not can. just so funny. <laughs> he, he's not just the body. He's, he's got he the voice. Got more. <laughs> he's barely that. But like, he's selling out the daughter. So. To each and when I went, I felt <laughs> this like mixed feeling. Although the daughter between, is small, yeah. I mean, just yeah, to yeah, put yeah. it into context, exactly. but good for you. I like but it had a bigger. feeling <laughs> that like he was in the room. <laughs> it's hard, like, because you go and you're like, I want to support him. Uh, it's enjoyable for me, but mm-hmm. is there a line between like enjoying it and like 
making fun of him i think it's i don't know i wouldn't say that i think it's like we're always like ragging on this experience thing but it's like it so it's so fun yeah like oh, even if it's not he had a like a great time too yeah and you just like you're there with your friends and it's just and, like, like he like oozes like he had fun. like pyro <laughs> people are there then the people are there <laughs> there's other adjectives you can yeah use this was a weird for a male use. stripper yeah that was he a also interesting oozes sex appeal <laughs> that's for a different podcast <laughs> no, i don't think that's sex appeal that's oozing out of him but yes, check him out. That's a recommendation from me. Straight from me. Oh. Straight from Lindsay herself. Kelly J. DeVoe. Lindsay Ward recommends Kelly J. DeVoe. So, I won't talk the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had to pick like your top three venues in the city, we can go in a circle. Okay. What would be your top three? Suze. Um, I don't know. I go to like the Goodwill a lot and mm-hmm. Handsome Daughter a lot just because that's where things are that I normally go to. Like, right. there's always, like, a friend or someone you know is, like, playing there sure. or whatever. But okay, I don't, so that's top two. I don't know <laughs> what the third one would be. We like, can come back to you. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can. Yeah, I come back. All right. I, okay, I would say probably I love the Burt. If you're going to go, like, see, like, if you're going to want to pay the extra money for a ticket and you, like, kind of plan advance for it and it's, like, kind of make it a night. I love the Burt. It's so much fun. Um I would also say that probably second would be the park because I've seen some really yeah. fun shows at the park and I think it's a great venue because it's got a nice like it's lots of room like it's all floor space there's barely any seats but <laughs> I would say place. I would say the park but yeah. I was gonna because now I'm like torn between two because if I'm gonna just go out for like with my friends and we don't really know what we're gonna do I go- I'm gonna go to the Goodwill because you know there's always gonna be something there mm-hmm. to see and it's always like fun and like you always run into a bunch of people you know. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like an acoustic set at the Western Cultural Center. Like, there's nothing like it. Like, I've seen, well, I went to Joey Landreth um, last February, and that was just so incredible. Like, it's just such an intimate venue. It is. And yeah. it's just, like, he's so great as well. He's got such good pr- stage presence. And it was just, like, a good, it was a good vibe. Yeah. So I would say, like, I'm torn. So I'm going to yeah. give you four. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, I like my favorite place to watch music and it's like kind of like lame cliche, but in the summer I live to go to the cube, mm. like in oh, the exchange, yeah. like the jazz fest, like yeah. those concerts, even fringe oh, stuff. I just like love it. Like there's something about those weekends where we have festival, like that kind of festival mm-hmm. or like jazz fest that I like, I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. Just I'll always be mm-hmm. at the exchange. I think we're super lucky we have like that space. that outdoor venue. Because yeah. you're always gonna be comfortable there. Yeah, it's yeah. always like and there's nice tons of food trucks, yeah, food and booze and I mean good. outhouses, but like meh, yeah, those but, are cleaner than venues. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> true. Also, like point. you know the King's Head, and there's also yeah. like yeah. Oh, lots yeah. of businesses around. Yeah. If you're like yeah, yeah you don't want to yeah, uh, and then yeah. park the park. I love the park. Just love the fact that um, you can just like. If you need to, like, quickly run out to where, like, merch is because it's, like, too crazy. Yeah. It's always nice. And then... And I your like, bars, like, you have yeah. the bar... Like, Options. Yeah, you have a bar in the venue. You have a bar, bar. in the lobby. They sell t- uh, tall tall boys of Pabst. That's always, Ooh. like... Mm. I like that. Take two of those with me. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one would be the Garrick. The Garrick. Oh, yes. the Garrick. Yeah. I so, like, often has, forget about the Garrick. It has that, like, vibe that it's, like like divey i guess yeah it's like divey and small it is pretty like tiny Eric. and i've just mm-hmm. had like there's been quite a few good bands go through it so yeah. that would be my answer harris what, what um you? so just like 
if the metric is like the best bands we've ever seen and where we've seen them, then the Burt is like high on that yeah. list. Because I've seen a few bands at MTS and it's it's okay. I, when I saw um, Roger Waters, okay. we had a like uh, what's it called? Like we have an we had an obstruction mm-hmm. where we were sitting, right. uh, and that yeah. was they did not tell us that the guys. 10 seats to the right of us or 10 seats to the left pay the same price as us no obstruction yeah it so, wasn't like because ex- sometimes they no, tell you they yeah. did not tell us and That's so nice. yeah so we're actually i think we're getting some money back for that but it was kind of it was just one of those things where you're you're the mts is you're so far back yeah and you can't really make out if you choose those seats you yeah. can't really make out anything and if you want to pay like an extra 50 or 60 bucks you get floor seats but it's just, just it's so not much it's not and it's also expensive it. it's interesting mm. that none of us mentioned so mts yeah. Yeah. because it's so expensive it's very expensive. it's expensive and it's just not the same vibe it's just going to a local venue and like yeah. seeing a mm-hmm. band there and i mean i guess you're not going to get if you really wanted to go see like justin bieber you're not going to see justin bieber at the burn <laughs> But I mean, I would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too bad. Yeah. An intimate setting. <laughs> yeah, but I, unplugged. Yeah, but I feel like, I, I don't know, I just feel like it's such a better, a better yeah. venue when you're not in such a huge arena. Yeah, like I saw Weezer there too, and it was, st- it just kind of felt removed from them a little bit because yeah. you're sitting so yeah. far back. And yeah, anyway. And they can't like interact with the crowd. Not really. really. No. Like, how are you going to interact with all those yeah. people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look it's, me in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, which is why I like to have, you know, they kind of overcompensate most bands do by like, having crazy yeah. lights and fireworks mm-hmm. and stuff because it's like now this is for everyone yeah. but you can't it's not there's it's no not the same it's so not the same. so the Burt for sure mm-hmm. um, I really like the King's Head oh, yeah. only because for me it goes way back to like seeing, nostalgia well just seeing all the Kingsmen <laughs> there every Sunday for like two years mm-hmm. was awesome yeah and they've changed a lot they the stage is completely different now and it's it's good it's a cool atmosphere it's always packed full of people always yeah. always busy yeah really always busy. people dancing yeah, and i feel exactly. like you know the king said's fun because it really is such diversity of age yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. you can go like my parents one time i ran into my parents i was mortified <laughs> me too. Yeah, I did, me but too. i ran into my parents at the king's head and i think it was one of those things where we both saw each other we're like what are you doing here like yeah i, I don't know you're gonna be here so it's the yeah. yeah that's that is i've done the same thing i've run into i've run into your parents there too no, no. <laughs> um no my parents david sonia yeah. love king's head <laughs> buy him um, a drink the next time yeah. you see him there <laughs> and the third would be the cavern Oh yeah, for, oh yeah. For kind of the same reason, I've just super I, small. Yeah, it's super small, super nice. I, my friends play gigs there every week. They used to host a jam night there, so I've played there a few times, which is mm-hmm. fun. And then it's just Little Pizza Heaven adjacent, which is like the oh, yeah. two of my favorite things in the same evening, <laughs> yeah. like consistently every week. That was I love it. <laughs> yeah, so that would be my the pizza doesn't get old. It's so no. they have good. two options. That's it, <laughs> oh and I'm like God. every time I'm like. Oh my god! Who I haven't knew? tried the tomato one in a oh. week and a half. <laughs> Who knew feta pineapple oh my god. would be so good? I didn't know. Pizza, I didn't know. little piece of heaven. Can you sponsor this podcast, please? please? I think they should. Just send <laughs> us one pizza per podcast. Yeah, and we will. Yeah. We will. We're already giving you free we'll promotion yeah. as much as you need us. We'll to just be here for eating pizza and enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, great for the listeners. Yeah, just a, just a bunch of dorks eating pizza into the mics. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be it's great. Music? No pizza. No pizza. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just like oh. gonna say about the MTS thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that it it's neat to go there, and it's always like a big band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like you have a lot of people who are just there because someone gave them tickets, or they're just there. Like I don't know. I just yeah. 
I never look for what, who's playing at the MTS. Like, yeah, I'll I mean, always go through and try and find somebody playing yeah. somewhere else. And maybe that's me thinking I'm, like, too cool or something. But <laughs> like, like, I don't doubt yeah, it. I don't But, yeah, I think it's too big. And music, to me, is about, like, an intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think any local Winnipeg bands have... Like oh God, the guess yeah. the guess who no at the, yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. but like yeah. Yeah. no they would for sure play the bird yeah yeah well they would be like yeah. it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting too because I find like it's almost just the adventure of you know the local Winnipeg mm. music scene is like you'll see like this weird headliner at the Goodwill like as I drive by on the bus and I'll be like text my friends like hey like let's head out to the Goodwill this weekend yeah. everyone's like yeah we're down yeah. And we just show up and it's like, you never really know what you're going to get. But like either it's like incredible or it's like you just have a couple drinks and hang out. Like it's always fun. Yeah. There's not many situations where you're going to be like, let's just go to MTS and see what's happening there. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You plan it like months in advance. Yeah. Because tickets go on sale so far in advance. Well, they're just so expensive. And they're expensive. It's like a bigger deal to like go. Or there's the stadium now that can't possibly sell out all those tickets even <laughs> if they bring beyonce and jay-z true I, I don't know i saw paul mccartney there and, and it, it was, was full? full i think acdc mm. was full too yeah. i'm pretty sure that jay-z and beyonce had additional seating oh did it i, I thought it might it. have totally. i believe it too i just know do you think that i could sell out the uh i think so. investors group oh, yeah. field just you just with acapella your... <laughs> no, <laughs> no like can you no imagine, microphone even can no. you imagine like the sheer oh my god just add additional empty seats yeah <laughs> yeah just in case you didn't sell the other one i could go into minus like yeah, seat yeah. tickets yeah. no one buys anything my parents are in the stand i'm like hey <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> so you went on a you did a remote interview with I someone did. I did do a remote interview. Sure. So I caught up over the weekend with The Remedies. They are a seven-piece band uh, based in Winnipeg. They get a lot of their influences from the Cat Empire. They have a brass section, so it's trombone, trumpet. They have a saxophone, uh, obviously lead vocals, drums, piano, bass. Lots of fun. They're uh, self-claiming to be the party band of Winnipeg. They're, I love that self-claim. <laughs> yeah, but they really are fun. I've seen them at a few shows. I saw them at the Hub on St. Patrick's the Day. The Hub Pub. The Hub Pub on St. Patrick's We're Day last not. year. And everyone was going crazy. Yeah. So they released an EP in 2016, um, but they're coming out with some new materials. They're coming out with a three, I believe it'll be a three to five part EP that's expected to drop uh, hopefully in the summer this year. So I caught up with them and they talked a bit about their music influences, what to expect on the new EP, and how they don't take themselves too seriously. Hmm. So tune in. With introducing yourselves, go around this way. Uh, my name's Jeff. I'm the bassist. Uh, I have the least skill in the band. I can promise you, I'll probably make some good notes every once in a while. So, look forward to the EP. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Liam. Uh, I'm the keyboard player. That's all I got to say. That's it. That's it. Okay. I'm Ray, and I'm the drummer. 
My name is Dave, and I play guitar and occasionally saxophone. <laughs> I'm Adam, and I play the trombone. And, and you're also missing a member? Yeah, we're missing Evan, our trumpet player. So how many, you guys are like a small army. How many is this? One, two, three, four, seven. five, seven? Seven strong. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> how do you fit everyone on stage? Is that a problem when you go to gigs? It definitely has been. Yeah. Does so it depend started, on where you play? <clears throat> yeah, when we played the cavern, for the, or was it, no, not, well, the cavern is tight, but Shannon's is also very tight. Because also, also you're tight. in, like, you're a trombone, so it's like even just that sort of space you need individually. Yeah, you, you need normally, like, a... You can't really play in a corner because often yeah. you hit people in the face. Yeah, we've, we've all taken a slide to the back of the head at some point. <laughs> often, lots of audience members too. Yeah. We've all told Adam to watch where he posted, like throws his bone. Yeah, we basically <laughs> just eroded our own personal spaces down to nothing, so we just get in our business all the time. Yeah. So, how did you guys like start out? Like, how did this? The remedies? How did they form? From the corpse of our old. Punk band, <laughs> <laughs> the rotting corpse. Right? <laughs> we shocked it back to life. <laughs> Still warm. under a completely different format and completely yeah. different people and completely different mentality. <laughs> but yeah, because you all went to back. you all went to school together. That's yeah. true. So I guess, I guess what what sort of happened was there was um, a shell of a old punk band as was mentioned, and then you know some of the core members started getting more interested in ska and jazz music, so we wanted. Or they wanted to start a project that had more of that sort of an influence. So by incorporating some horns and growing the band that way, we were able to make a more unique sound. And then just started picking up members here and there. And <laughs> Off the street. People who just but came more in less, saying yeah. they wanted a meal. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could use a third drummer. <laughs> just wandered in off the street. Yeah. <laughs> Can you play sax? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. For soup? So who would you say would be your, your number one main influencers in terms of other musicians? Definitely. Rainbow Star. <laughs> Tiny Tim. Genesis. <laughs> Mostly Phil Collins. The most, the most obvious is Cat Empire, I would say. Yeah. That was the original yeah. idea. Yeah. The original premise was let's rip off the Cat Empire as much as we can because they're good. <laughs> <laughs> they're good and unknown. No one's good <laughs> So we played everything in their style and always had the mentality that that was what we should strive for and it worked for a while and then now we're trying something different for this new project. We were so, going like pretty hip hoppy for a while. Yeah. 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 Not to say that that's dead either though. Like I still think that that has a lot of value but in the moment we're doing something that's like a really throwback type vibe. And so you came out with your first EP. How long ago was that? Has that been over a year? It was 2016, yeah. June of 2016. Ooh, 2016? Yeah. And so... Time is a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? It's not been... Like, we haven't been dormant for that long. It's nice that we're putting something together sooner than later. No, yeah. yeah. Putting something out in 2018. And so you're all self-produced, that this is all paid for, like, you guys aren't obviously signed yeah, to we're all, we're all no. fully independent. We well, yeah, I mean, that, that album was kind of almost an, an experiment, you know, because we, we had all these these tunes that we had written and played together, and we thought, hey, you know, let's let's make something tangible out of this. You know, we had these mm -hmm. ideas lying around, let's, you know, uh, make them coalesce a little bit and make a real real song out of it. So we uh, kind of patchworked together several basement recordings and ended up with this, uh, this record that we... Uh, Sort of didn't know how to play, <laughs> but uh, we, we've definitely grown into it and now we're kind of beyond the basement recording and our, for our next project we're taking it into the studio and uh, going for a more kind of polished sound. 
Yeah. With a with a distinct like, you know, uh, edge that we maybe didn't have in the first record, right? Because on the first one, it's like each individual song was so different, so we kind of just went for whatever worked for that song, and now we'll kind of have a an overview when they get mastered together that they can kind of feel cohesive. Yeah, and I, and I think what I'm most excited for for the the upcoming project is the fact that we're actually taking the time to sit down with the tracks and like really polish them and and figure out what we want to do with with each individual song rather than just saying, oh, here's a demo, let's learn how to play this demo, and then let's throw it into a recording and, and call it a day. Like, we're actually getting into the, the nuts and bolts of how each song's made up and making sure that it's exactly what we want. So did you guys already have songs laid out, or is this all you just decided you're going to make an EP, like, let's start writing, start putting things together, or do you sort of have a repertoire? Of well, we've all had our own kind of ideas of good songs that we wanted to do. And that's the nice part about this upcoming album. I think there's going to be a lot more cohesiveness to it, but we'll be able to bring our own flair. Like, uh, for example, Ray, our drum player, for some reason likes the Beatles. So he's bringing that in, uh, you know, and we're all bringing our own individual little flares, like... I, I'm a big fan of the Queens of the Stone Age, and I love desert rock and the desert sound, so I'm trying to do a desert song, and... And Adam's into hardcore drugs, so he's trying to do. So I just tried that. It's I just too bad. Tried that whole second sounded really good. <laughs> Why'd you ruin everything you touch? It's like wow, Jeffrey's gone twenty-five seconds saying something rude. Well, well that's a, that's a, a good point, though. I mean, I, I think our band is is uncommon in the sense that uh, most of us will write tracks, you know. Many bands have like one or two members who, who do most of the writing, whereas we, we spread it out quite a bit, and, and uh, we all come from very different backgrounds in terms of influences, so the, the songs that come to the table, they start out being very, very different from one another, and, and as we, you know, as Adam said, as we kind of get familiar with the song and, and put our own kind of spin on it, they, they do start gaining the, the more Remedies type sound, mm -hmm. uh, so you, you end up with some pretty interesting little projects, you know, in, in this case, like, we didn't set out to make an EP, we started amassing these, these kind of demos, these songs we were working on, we said, hey, you know, like, these... These three we feel are strong enough to mm -hmm. to hold up a, a little EP release. So let's uh, let's just uh, pull a trigger and do it. Yeah, like we've got we've got these three tracks that we're we're working on polishing and making sure that we're totally happy with. But there's like twelve more in the chamber that yeah. are just waiting to be brought out and for us yeah. to like actually sink our teeth into and work on. We've kind of like revised our uh, our view on how to get it out. You know, like we we did the EP thing where we. We did 14 tracks, it was album length, and we, we made yeah. a physical copy and everything. We got the artwork, we got the disc, we got everything. Um, but I think we're kind of maybe moving into a different, more realistic uh, digital release approach where we can kind of put little projects together like this mm -hmm. that feel like they have a similar vibe together and work together and release them that way. That way mm -hmm. it's less of a fanfare when it comes out. It's not a big CD release where you have to go out and grab it and put your hands on it. You can just release it digitally and everybody can just listen to it as soon as it's out. No, the day the day that we had the CD release for uh, our first album was that it coincided to the day with the day that they stopped making laptops with CD drives. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> it, sure, it sure seemed it felt like, like it. Yeah, because yeah, no, really like everyone you talk to is like, hey, you know, like we have the CD, and they're like, are you on Spotify though? Yeah, like, I have no way to play this. Yeah. CD. So yeah. you guys are on how many music streaming apps? I like, think we're on. Are you on most, most of them? Most of the big like, ones were. So music, Spotify, Spotify, yeah, SoundCloud. Stuff, Bring those listens up. Uh, <laughs> we just play the album on loop on mute in the house. So, so <laughs> the, the views go up. Yeah. <laughs> do so you, that's what you do. do you find you make? Because that's something that a lot of musicians they they say that 
your money doesn't come from the actual music, but instead it comes from sort of like the shows and the merchandise and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you find like that you actually make money through through online? Yeah, no, streaming? no, you, you do. I mean, we got a, we actually got a check from uh, CD Baby, which was the distributor that we used originally for. Uh, it was basically a year's worth of streaming, mm-hmm. and now we're talking actually in the thousands of plays by people around the world, and the check was for about fifty dollars. But it's good though, like we never really set out to make money doing this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was never a goal. But it's nice that we, you know, you play the shows, which is great. I mean, that's what we mostly focused on in 2017 was playing like a ton of shows, trying to play stuff around the city, get people to see our faces and hear our stuff. And then that's what funds the record. That way we can actually pay to go into the studio and do these right, you know? Yeah. So you guys all prefer live performance over... Recording. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And recording is a brutal process, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're bad at your instrument. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Ah! I, I mean, know. when you play trombone, you're, it's pretty much just the write-off because a, no one likes the instrument; b, no one likes the performer. <laughs> but on the other hand, I've I've really enjoyed the process we've gone through here with these three songs of of jamming like before recording getting them ready and just playing with them and coming up with ideas has been really really mm-hmm. recording feels good but getting it ready feels better because yeah. it's like yeah, exactly. every every new time we play it it's like something different comes and, and it's more of a creative process when you're recording you feel like you need to focus on sort of yeah and I get right. this part that we've already decided is right right yeah. and I like literally played drums for six hours on Wednesday and <laughs> just like did take and take and take and I'm like oh my god I have to get this first because I need to hear it for the rest of my life yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's like actually kind of stressful <laughs> well, it's, it, it makes you crazy you know yeah. just playing the same thing over and over again I think yeah. if we do it at Club Apex we found this great small studio uh, <laughs> called Club Apex like the greatest studio you'll ever see Shout really out. really yeah. close to a Tim Hortons uh, <laughs> which was excellent but uh, we did a lot of the first record there and I think there's just something magical mm-hmm. about that studio that just makes us glow, you know? It's also... And the vibes are very positive in there. And you spend your time there, and it's like, that's enjoyable. Whether it's stressful or not, it's, it's, you're like, at least I'm in Club Apex. It's been called the Abbey Road of Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's something to be said about that, right? Like, you're, you're in a familiar environment, and, and the pressure's kind of off when you know that you can just, if you need to, just take a break, walk away for a little while, yeah. and go have a... Have a smoke. <laughs> I feel like disclaimer: Club Apex is Adam, the trombone player's aunt's basement. Well, but is. she's low. Recording studio. She is the best sound engineer we've ever worked with. <laughs> she wasn't there. She, she wasn't there. That's how good she is. That's how good she is. It was great though doing that project when we were working in Club Apex because um, <laughs> we had the whole place ourselves. It was kind of like. It was the middle of winter, it was cold, and, you know, we had beers in the snow out back, and it was just like, we were just sealed in that home to record, and we went through, we spent like a whole day working on one track, and it was just like, from beginning to end, and that felt really good too, we'd never really done that before, I don't think we did it for any of the other songs on there, but that's where where I'm coming from, we did it from like beginning to end, and it ended up sounding really great, and it was like two in the morning when we'd had like a ton to drink, and are laying down the final elements, and it was just feeling alright, so... Yeah, it would be nice to go back to Club Apex and do uh, yeah. some of the guitar and bass and keys. Yeah. Two so, weeks. what is your favorite live show that you've played? Because you played, <laughs> you played a lot of venues. So, how many venues have you played in the city? Oh, uh, quite, quite a few. few. Yeah. 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 Lots. Honestly, like, lots multiple times. The dude. past, like, probably ten shows, I've always been like, "This is my favorite show." Like, yeah, it's like really. It's happened a lot. We it's, we uh, like yeah. played a ton in the fall and in the summer, like at the end of the summer, this past summer and in the fall, and 
Yeah, they were like continuing to cascade into excellence as we played them. The it's hub like, is always amazing. The hub is always good. I'd say the, like, the concrete toboggan is like a good. <laughs> the, the people that run it are phenomenal. It's a simple show. Shout out to Domino's Pizza. Yeah, <laughs> complimentary pizza. Um, but I, I have to say that probably the most fun I've ever had playing a show are at the weddings. Um, oh yeah, I, I would agree. We dance. started out by playing weddings, weddings all the time. time. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's there's actually a there's a demand for it, and it's probably one of the funnest show you could ever do. Because everyone's drunk and happy. Everyone's so happy. There's love in the air. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, instead of a bar where, you know, I mean, like, people are drinking and generally having a good time, but there's always that that risk that you're going to get some meathead who's going to start a fight or someone's going to try to jump up on stage and sing with the band. Or, or, yeah, that, or, that, or that a bunch of people are just going to leave. Like, at a wedding, you have a captive audience. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no one's going anywhere. Well, yeah, they're, they're stuck and they're, they're happy and they're celebrating. And I, I don't know, it's just a, it's a totally different vibe. Often it's, like, outside in a tent. It's free so, liquor. There's a canoe full of beer sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tell me about speaking of free liquor. Tell me about what you guys did on at was it Shine On? Yes, oh, and yeah. that was my favorite. That was uh, that was that was, that was my answer favorite. for my favorite game. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. I, I had a little yeah. too much to drink, and it was just like that was it was, that was so ideal. Game, yeah. So was so what did you do? You had brought homemade wine. Yeah, I bought like ninety or so bottles of homemade wine with the Remedies <laughs> logo on it. Is that legal? Dropped it off. There's no, no way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep in mind. We did get yelled at when we brought some to the cavern too, and then I smashed one on stage by mistake. You yeah. brought your own homemade wine to Into a licensed it. bar, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought that that was like gonna fly. When you say it like that, it sounds worse than it actually was. <laughs> no, that sounds like what it was. <laughs> Just kidding, James Brown. If you're hearing this, <laughs> James Brown. So you had yeah. you had labeled it. You had made it. Like, did you make it here? Like, yeah, it, at, the, at, at the house, at the house, at the studio. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we have a built-in wine cellar. Yeah, built-in wine cellar. So that came out tasting really delicious. And I mean, you just it handed okay. it off to people. Yeah, and then we had there was other musicians like drinking the wine while they performed. That's like free promotion. It kind of was. That's so actually was quite smart. Yeah, we're marketing geniuses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a brilliant move. Just but no, the out. best part was just that everybody was able to drink and have fun. If you didn't have a bottle of something, it's like no problem. Here is a liter of wine. Uh, <laughs> go go crazy, you know. So everybody was really, really having a good time. And that was at like 7, 7 p.m. So people were kind of like ready to do dinner after that and had been day drinking a lot, especially us. I was starting to get nervous about days. I was very nervous about days. We were, we were 45 minutes out from performing and it was he's like, where's Dave? Yeah, he had had probably about 30 beers and his hat was backwards and his sunglasses were upside down. It was insane. Did you make it through the gig? Boys, I make it through the gig. Yeah, that was probably yeah, one of our yeah. better shows ever. Yeah. Yeah. So the used to be drunk. I rest my gigs. Yeah. yeah, both times I shot on have been fun. That first time I was in that chicken costume. <laughs> <laughs> that was Came really out halfway through the show. Oh, that was great. We had the 1 to 2 a.m. set on a Thursday night. Oh, that was brutal. <laughs> you know what? No, like, <laughs> it was great. In I the thought. afternoon. People were into it. No, 1 to 2 a.m. A.m. Like we closed on the th- we closed the Thursday, and that was our first like experience there. But it was unbelievable. Like a lot of hard liquor too. We were just pouring in people's mouths. It was oh, yeah. So is this um, something people should expect at all of your shows? Is you're always going to give up free alcohol? Every show our shots. Yeah. Like we normally do something. like okay. Shots. Keep keep in mind, Shine On is a bit of a different thing yeah. because it's a uh, un, unlike a licensed facility in Winnipeg. <laughs> this occurs on on private land, so right. the rules are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely encourage people to drink if that's uh, their proclivity, but uh, <laughs> you know we. I think we, we sort of embody the idea that you don't necessarily need to, to drink to have a good time. Like, case in, point, case in point, one of my favorite photos of Ray actually came from 
Shine On, where he's at his drum kit with one of his teeth blacked out, you know, yeah. because we, we were kind of subscribing to the idea that all you really need for party is a Sharpie marker. And uh, you can, you can <laughs> that was actually cool the idea for the name of this upcoming game. <laughs> all you need to party is a it's Sharpie. It's very marker. deep. It yeah. is really deep, actually. We've explored a lot of, a lot of good themes with these lyrics. But you're right. You but don't you're, have you're, to drink, you yeah. just have to black out your teeth. <laughs> yeah. So you're big on terms of like party, like it's all about just like the good energy and yeah, like everyone think, having fun. It's about how much can we look like assholes without being actual assholes. <laughs> I think one one of the things that I really value about uh, like kind of the what we what we try to give off at a show is like, we definitely don't take ourselves all that seriously, which I think makes a lot of people very comfortable coming to a show because they can just come and have fun and like mm-hmm. listen to music and not be like oh these we we should really pay attention to this one passage of this song because they worked really really hard on it like yeah we did work really hard on it but we're here to make make sure that people have fun and we want yeah. we want everyone to just be like open and enjoy themselves whenever they come to a show and I think that our ability to not take our band overly seriously really helps other people do that when they come to our shows so and I guess that was always your goal in the first place you never went into this being like this is going to be our career we want to make money Mm -hmm. it's just it was always just like a bunch of friends coming together like just hanging out playing we would like do the shows for free too I would play the shows for free that's all I'm I think we've collected like we've forgotten to collect the money a couple times too (laughs) (laughs) we just have such a good time it's like and it's it's good too because um, often shows especially festivals don't go exactly as planned right so we don't get all bent out of shape if suddenly like we were a headliner now we're an opener or vice versa like I almost prefer being an opener in some sense but we're not going to get all uh we're, we're, we're going to be drama queens about it if we were promised a certain slot and we end up with another one. Like, we yeah. just, we're happy to play into, you know, have a, have people dancing out, out front. For sure. Mm-hmm. And the reaction's always good, whether it's, like, you know, one in the morning or, you know, seven in the evening. Uh, the reaction's always good. It's just, like, we tailor ourselves to whatever mm-hmm. the audience is. Like, at Fringe Fest, we weren't, we weren't acting like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were jumping around and swinging liquor and everything. But, but you was... had all the kids up there. Oh, yeah. They were loving Children it. love us. Kids are the best. Kids will dance to anything. Yeah. <laughs> with with, with everything they got. Yeah. <laughs> you just go from liquor to kids. We have a good filter. We can clean, our, clean up our act very nicely. That's when we did the wedding. Yeah, we would try our best to clean up our act. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very hard. What was our best uh, uh, closed caption song? Uh, we changed, oh, fuck you. Uh, to uh, oh, we played the Chippy Days festival, and we cha- yeah, we changed to Cluck You. Yeah, that's funny. that was pretty brilliant. People that's... loved it. People lost their minds. Chicken Days was the best show ever. Chicken Days. And those are the kind of brilliant ideas, like Cluck You, Fuck You. That's the kind of stuff people are going to be able to expect yeah. on this upcoming EP. <laughs> that level of brilliance. and Sharpie markers, the Sharpie markers all over. That's the CD cover, but it's going to like <laughs> scribble Sharpie all over. So it, it. seems to kind of have kind of an array of, of shows you play so shows obviously like we said is sort of your your niche where you like to be but you played weddings chicken fest <laughs> shine on tiger fest well this is our this is the first year we've actually got some stuff coming up and this is the first year we're doing festival we've always uh festival de voyageur we've always put in applications and um been uh not accepted <laughs> <laughs> but this year uh, but this year we lucked out and we've always wanted to play it so now here's our opportunity so it's going to be really nice and that's on February 22nd uh, in the evening I forget the name of the tent there's so many tents but we're somewhere around there and uh, that'll be a good one we'll go, we'll go silly but not 
You would have fun with that one. Yeah, Valley 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 Valley. And there's embarrass still, Yeah, and there's young people who go. Like, I, I yeah. went last year in the evening, and it's so much fun. Yeah, lots of fun. With all those people. So when can we expect the EP? Do you, any idea? Spring, summer? Probably sometime in the summer. Yeah, tail end spring, maybe beginning summer. Summer 2019. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it would be great to get it out sooner than later, because the vibe that we got going on on this record is definitely, or on this project, I mean, to say, is, is going to be uh, kind of something you'll want to consume in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be like out in the winter in December. In the in yeah. December, listening to these tunes, they're more like summer burners. You know, so you want to be outside and have the sun beating down on you and just be grooving in the streets and digging your toes into the sand. Digging your toes into the sand. People don't know who you are, or what you're doing, but you're just loving on this remedy stuff. <laughs> so, where can people find you now? Social media. Do you uh, have a website? Yeah, theremedies.ca. Uh, Facebook. Uh, we've got all of our, our materials on Spotify and uh, Apple Music. As we should well, also so. start gramming again. If someone wants to set that up, hit us up in the DMs. Okay. We love to talk. But uh, yeah, mostly the website and uh, just contacting us that way or whatever. Or just call Matt. Yeah, call call me. (laughs) Call me at home. Leave a message. (laughs) On your voicemail. (laughs) On my voicemail. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that album. I think it's going to be great. So thank you for hanging out with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ray would say thank you, but he's in the pisser. Thanks again to The Remedies for letting me interview them. You can catch them in our uh, set list, the magazine, when it comes out. And uh, they've allowed me to play one of their tracks. So here they are with Falling Down For You, The Remedies. Cause through that glass you look fractured It is my stark contract manifest
again, that was the remedies with falling down for you. That was really good. You liked it? I liked it. Good. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can catch them, by the way. Yeah. Festival de Voyageur. Oh, cool. February 22nd. They mentioned it in the interview, but thought I'd give it a shout out. Nice. <laughs> Lots of good music's going to be there, too. Oh, yeah. I live for festival. Totally. So much fun. Yeah. I'm like not even remotely French Canadian. <laughs> I don't think that's is, like, that, is that a requirement? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a requirement. It's awkward <laughs> because like I was educated in Alberta and they are they jam into your head there that Louis Riel was a traitor. Oh yeah. Right. And so I come here and there's a fun festival and his face is everywhere and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I see, I see. <laughs> Sleeping with the enemy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> So just don't – I try and not say anything about him being a traitor at Festival. Good. It's probably yeah. a good I think that's probably good. To avoid I would avoid any, it. Yeah. Any issues. Yeah. Or anywhere, really. Any – just maybe yeah. in Winnipeg. Just keep your – Keep it Keep, keep, it, keep, your keep Alberta, it to yourself. Keep your Alberta <laughs> education on the down low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not in Manitoba. Not in my Manitoba. <laughs> but I'm going to have some uh, Cabana Sucre, you know? Mm, yeah. Oh, is that what I like to call caribou? No, that's the. Oh, I love that the, the only okay, thing you've talked about in this podcast is alcohol, alcohol related. Well, we all have hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I can't say it in the French accent. That's okay. Can can French accent? I don't know. That's that how they say good. it, and I'm just like one caribou, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Alberta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Here you go. Just get away from me. <laughs> get away. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the Setlist Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Harris Gale. Listening. I'm Susie. I'm Hannah. And I'm Lindsay. <laughs> so I'm the only one with the last name then? Yeah. That's <laughs> Lindsay Warren. No, no, no. We don't have to. <laughs> I don't want my last name on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.